people who are out of breath because of the angst of life. A native Hawaiian once told me the origin of the name that islanders use for us non-Hawaiians, Haole. Haole is a Hawaiian word for no breath. The name became associated with the European immigrants of the 1820s. While there are varying explanations for this term, I like the one he gave me. Our forefathers thought the settlers were always in a hurry to build plantations, harbors, and ranches. To the native Hawaiians, they seemed short of breath. Anxiety takes our breath for sure. If only that were all it took. It also takes our sleep, our energy, our well-being. Do not fret, wrote the psalmist. It only causes harm. Psalm 38, 8 harm to our necks, jaws, backs, and bowels. Anxiety can twist us into emotional pretzels. It can make our eyes twitch, blood pressure rise, headache, and armpit sweat. To see the consequences of anxiety, just read about half the ailments in a medical textbook. Anxiety ain't fun. Chances are that you or someone you know seriously struggles with anxiety. According to the National Institute of Mental Health, anxiety disorders are reaching epidemic proportions. In a given year, nearly 50 million Americans will feel the effects of a panic attack, phobias, or other anxiety disorders. Our chest will tighten. We'll feel dizzy and lightheaded. We'll fear crowds and avoid people. Anxiety disorders in the United States are the number one mental health problem among women and second only to alcohol and drug abuse among men. The United States is now the most anxious nation in the world. Congratulations to us. The land of the stars and stripes has become the country of stress and strife. This is a costly achievement. Stress-related ailments cost the nation $300 billion every year in medical bills and lost productivity, while our usage of sedative drugs keeps skyrocketing. Just between 1997 and 2004, Americans more than doubled their spending on anti-anxiety medications like Xanax and Valium, from $900 million to $2.1 billion. The Journal of the American Medical Association cited a study that indicates an exponential increase in depression. People of each generation in the 20th century were three times more likely to experience depression than people of the preceding generation. How can this be? Our cars are safer than ever. We regulate food and water and electricity. Though gangs still prowl our streets, most Americans do not live under the danger of imminent attack. Yet, if worry were an Olympic event, we'd win the gold medal. Citizens in other countries ironically enjoy more tranquility. They experience one-fifth the anxiety levels of Americans, despite having fewer of the basic life necessities. What's more, when these less anxious, developing world citizens immigrate to the United States, they tend to get just as anxious as Americans. Something about our particular way of life, then, is making us less calm and composed. Our college kids are feeling it as well. In a study that involved more than 200,000 incoming freshmen, students reported all-time lows in overall mental health and emotional stability. 
As psychologist Robert Leahy points out, the average child today exhibits the same level of anxiety as the average psychiatric patient in the 1950s. Kids have more toys, clothes, and opportunities than ever, but by the time they leave home, they are wrapped tighter than Egyptian mummies. We are tense. Why? What is the cause of our anxiety? Change, for one thing. Researchers speculate that the Western world's environment and social order have changed more in the last 30 years than they have in the previous 300. Think what has changed. Technology. The existence of the Internet. Increased warnings about global warming, nuclear war, and terrorist attacks. Changes and new threats are imported into our lives every few seconds, thanks to smartphones, TVs, and computer screens. In our grand